spectacular. Shafey, Shafey, are you there? Yeah, but I didn't know you were gonna be giving me electric shocks. Well, well, well. You know what those smooth sounds mean. Coming back at you with some ContraZoom mixtape. Some of our old buddy, Brian Benitez. His wonderful theme song means it's time for another episode of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. There are currently zero birds on the bird feeder because it's night. Saturday night again, you know what that means? It means things are a little loose, things might get a little slappy. In fact, we discussed the matter earlier, and Saturday night is the new Friday night. Watch out, we're going to be introducing this guy some with some drops and some other things if we can find them here you know him you love him he has the coolest haircut one of the coolest haircuts out there he's uh he's another fashion victim fashion victim or a fashion slave you make the call he's been known to throw fruit juice at the problem put some fruit juice in there his name is matthew rampy and he's right here hello matthew Hey, Shafee, Saturday night's the night I like. Get some podcasting in. Do it. Do it. But you know, for me and for Andrew Michael Porter, it's Friday night because tomorrow's our Saturday. Yeah, I hear I hear Saturday's the new Friday. And and doesn't the old song go, Friday night's all right for fighting? Uh, Saturday, yeah. But there's no but there's no fighting here. Nothing but love for you, one magical nation. Like to call, I'd like to talk to each and every one of you tonight because tonight we're taking you on what we're calling our travel episode. A lot of us have been pent up, stuck inside, and uh, maybe we feel the need to get out. Maybe we need to tour the world. So we've got a we've got a friend today who actually has toured the world. His name's Andrew Michael Porter, and we will be introducing him later. But first, we wanted to give some shout-outs because we've got some items. We have some analytics from around the world. Uh, we have two two downloads in Australia now. I'm assuming that one of those is uh, is me and Porter's friend Casey, the chef. Uh, maybe the other is uh, is our friend Jenny. We don't know. There's a download in France that we think maybe is a uh, a Russian friend of Matthews who we'll be hearing from later. Uh, what else? Thailand three downloads. That's probably David Blackwell. Hard at work helping people meditate at a resort out there. And uh, I'm really excited about 10, count them, 10 downloads from the United Arab Emirates. And that can only be our friend Jonathan, old regular at the Four Face Liar, uh, Marion's loving husband and old friend of Porter and mine from back in New York City. Uh, anybody that you would like to call out, Matthew, now while we're, while we're touring the world in our minds? No, no one. Thank you. All right, then. Well, let's get right to it and introduce our buddy, Andrew Michael Porter. 
Say hello, Mr. Porter. Hey. How you doing this evening? You're certainly looking well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Feeling well as as well. Do you have a beverage? I do have a beverage. Is that a mojito? Uh, no, that's a little a little vodka with some olives in it. Oh, nice. Is it is it an Austrian vodka? Thing? Oh yeah, that's that's a Monopolova right there. All right. Wait, am I, I allowed it. to say that? Am I allowed to say that? Welcome, yeah. uh, welcome uh, Monopolova. We're, we're hoping to get sponsorship from Monopolova, actually. So yeah. Oh. Good. Oh hell yeah! Well, I can help out with that. We're getting some getting some money from big vodka these days. Oh. I will be. As per usual, I'll be drinking Blood Orange IPA from our buddies at Austin Beer Works, a personal favorite of mine. How about you, Matthew? Um, I'm having a vodka martini, which I've actually already finished. And then now I'm on to some uh, live oak pills. All right, then. Here we go. So, boys, when when Matthew and I talked about doing the travel episode, uh, I think we both... Both felt a little nervous about some things that we might be talking about, and what we didn't might... really we didn't really talk about it. We, you said, "Hey, we're doing a travel episode," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And we might tell some travel stories, and those stories might be recorded, and they might be no, they're for sure recorded. Uh, Andrew, you're being recorded. They might be put on the internet for posterity, forever and ever. I don't know why I called you Andrew just now. I know you as Porter. I, 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 we were saying your whole name recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to call you Andrew Michael Porter for the remainder of the evening. Uh, yeah, I, well, I prefer that. I prefer that. Thank I you. had known you for a long time. <laughs> I, I didn't know your name. I thought your name was Porter. But that, oh. I mean, that's your name. But it's your surname. Listen, a lot of people call me by the surname because a lot of Matthews. Yeah. And Rampy just seems more descriptive. You guys vamp for a bit while I go get another beer, okay? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you played Schaefer, uh, it's a It's a racquetball racket. Oh. I'm in my oh, garage. Yeah, to the yeah, listeners exactly. on Imaginary Radio, I am in my garage, and so Porter is getting a real down-home look at my life. There's some... Uh, There's a water a- here a- back there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like... It's almost like um, a caricature of a garage, like a mm-hmm. backdrop that I made, yeah. <laughs> like a tiny garage set. <laughs> that is most definitely uh, that, what this, it looks like. This is the actual garage. Listen, when we were talking about this, by the way, I am committed to saying, listen, 90% less. But so far, <laughs> I think I've used them all up. Um, when Schaefer and I were talking about this episode, which, again, I was coerced into, clearly, uh, we were talking about having you on to tell a travel story and I'm psyched about that. And then I was talking about my relationship with you and how your prickly, uh, tough guy exterior sometimes is tough to crack for, you know, the average one magical nation podcast host. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, but Schaefer did mention that y'all had talked about, and I'm assuming you haven't listened to episode 26 yet because you have a life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh Um, he did mention that y'all, y'all had spoken about the Ike and Bridget boat party from, from last summer. 
And yeah, yeah. You and I and your wife had a lovely conversation, a, a, a long, deep convo, bobbing in the waters of Lake Travis, which was really good. But apparently I, I said, I uttered, oh, I haven't put on any sunscreen, and I swam away. And then <laughs> You got <laughs> spooked by the specter of, uh, of, of skin cancer. It's understandable. And then I guess I didn't come back to the conversation, and I apologize. I, I certainly didn't mean that, like, I'm done with this convo. Like, something you say when, you're just start, when you just want to walk away, you're just like, um, oh, I've got a fly in my shish basil. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were really connecting there. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of bounced. It was, you know. Well, I apologize for cutting that short. Well, luckily, that's why we have this podcast, so that we can – communicate hash out those old yeah all that all that old beef i don't think that's old beef i mean again like yeah you, I, here's how i know you schaefer was like my good friend porter is going to come down here and open this bar with me and when i met you at the at the old bar you know you you had come to town you you were just working there briefly and we met and i was like eh, it's my old buddy porter i felt a familial thing right away and i i it seems like it's taken you like seven years to to warm up to me no no i just uh i have a very um i guess different way of doing things when it comes to people i don't know yeah people people that's a good way i swear i swear that i'm a real life human being definitely <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna pledge that right now I've met your brother and he attests to it, so. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's real. I'm a, I'm a human. Well, I think we're friends, despite yeah. your attitude towards me generally. No, there's um, no attitude. There's no attitude. Well, it's not. Just, like, no, there like is an the attitude, cuddle. but it's like not just cuddle. towards me. <laughs> I like to cuddle. You oh, know? you mean when you're, like, crushing me. Yeah, not everybody <laughs> likes to cuddle like I do, so. Tactile affection. Yeah. See, I'm a very It's been very I'm hard a, for me. It's been very hard for me these last seven months. Oh man. I definitely miss, right, right. I definitely miss touching people. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Wow. Luckily I have kids, have kids to touch me all the time. Oh. I, I wanna not see I'm actually very like open and welcoming of all people, but I don't want to be touched. Mm. I do not want to be touched, so that's probably the no. I want fundamental. to be first and foremost. I see. Right. Well, I hope that that comes up in your travel story. Oh yeah. I hope yeah. that's an important part of your travel story. What about tonight's beat? What are we working with? Tell me about it. The travel episode. Yeah. Come on. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. That's got a that's got a really Gary glitter feel to it. I'll glitter your Gary. <laughs> Where you been? I've been traveling. Gary Glitter. Did you know that Gary, Gary Glitter was asked to leave Thailand? Because uh <laughs> Apparently, he was too much of a sexual deviant for even that country. Wow. Wow, I hope that's part of the travel stories, too. So, how are we going to order this? Like, we're each going to tell a travel story. Who's going to go first? I was thinking that I would go first. Maybe it should be our podfather, Shafee. 
I was talking it over with Sean Snyder. You know him as Shawnee Sny. And we were talking about how, well, you know, there's some stories that we might have we been involved in from around the world that we may not necessarily want recorded for posterity and to be out there on the internet. And Sean, Shawnee Snyder said, no. He said, maybe, maybe 20 years ago that would be true. But now there's so much... There's so much worse stuff on the internet. You don't have, you don't have you don't have to worry about it. What could you know? So I don't know if now I need to challenge. That. I like I like this show to always be compared to the worst stuff on the internet. No, if I might, uh, I was going to tell you guys about a time. I go. Well, I guess I was about the age 15 when I was when I went to Portugal on a. Uh, a Opus Day, a very good year. An Opus Day uh, sponsored trip to Fatima, uh, where the Virgin Mary appeared to three shepherd children, and uh, we hung out there for two weeks, and we spent some time tramping around to uh, to various monasteries to see, you know, relics like you know, like this monastery's got this saint's finger finger bone in it, you know, stuff like that. It's a pretty interesting trip, actually. Uh, saw some very unusual things. Uh, saw an Italian man who kind of looked like Bono from U2, uh, walked the penitential path on his knees, which was uh, just uh, a long path of marble that led through the square all the way to, uh, to the chapel where the actual uh, apparitions occurred. We were sitting there one day, and the, the priest was kind of lecturing us, and this Italian dude, he had long black hair pulled back in a ponytail. He had sunglasses on. And he came up and he just started talking to the priest in Italian. This is Father Fox. He was the guy in charge of our trip. And he didn't speak any Italian. But this guy just walks up to him and he starts passionately talking to him in Italian. And then he starts crying. And then he starts hugging Father Fox. And he, like, presses his tearful head up against Father Fox's head. And then he just turns and, like, this penitential path is, you know, it's brutally difficult. And, you know, people come to walk it on their knees and there are these old ladies who sell knee pads for when you're, when you're walking on, because once you do this penitential path, then, you know, even the gravest sin can be forgiven. But he just kneels down. He didn't, doesn't use any of the pads. He's just in his stonewashed 1980s jeans and just marches down there, back erect. I don't know what that guy was I don't know what that guy was atoning for, but it was pretty serious. It was pretty wild. So uh, that was a that was just one of the strange things I saw. But uh, the uh, the dazzling the dazzling deed of this whole story was I, I I figured out that at night I could crawl like Spider Man from the third floor window down on the windowsills into the back courtyard of the hotel and run through the back garden and then hop a big fence and then I could go running around all around Fatima all night. And so I would, I would go find bars and discos. I uh, developed a taste for, uh, for port wine and uh, a local beer there was called Superbuck. But, uh, I, uh <laughs> man, I bet you could get jacked on port wine and Superbuck. Oh man, let me tell you. And then I, and the, but the thing was that I'd come back and then, and then the, the priests and the brothers would wake you up at like 6 a.m. to go like march off through the hills to some other monastery or something. I'd be so, so tired and so hungover. I'd just do it like sweating and like 
Now, I think the first dazzling deet here is, is started right, it started right from the beginning. <laughs> I was on an Opus Day sponsored trip. Yeah, that kind of took me a... Uh... That's because all anybody knows about Opus Day comes from Dan Brown, right? Is that what you guys is that where you guys are going with this? Wow. I mean, I'm, That's very presumptuous of you, Shaker. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm familiar with Opus Day. Beyond, all anybody knows is Dan the Brown. Um, really, all, all Opus Day is is a Catholic fraternity, basically. Uh, yeah. If there's if there's more to okay, maybe there's more to it, guys. If there is, I don't know. You know, I was I was drunk the whole time. How old were you? Uh, I was about fifteen, I think. <laughs> but uh, but the funny thing is, like one night it was kind of a rainy night, and one of the other kids on the group saw me do it, and so he came and talked to me the next day, and I told him, you know, what I was up to, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try it tonight." And I honestly, this but I had been out like five nights in a row, and I was like, "I can't do it. I got to sleep tonight." So he and actually all of his roommates did it, and they all got busted. <laughs> they told, they uh, you know they must have gave me up because I got full full on interrogated by the priests and the brothers the next day, but they didn't have they didn't catch me red handed. So I just I denied it all, and then they all got sent home. But I didn't. Should've, After that, I pretty much confined my drinking in my room. Should have just started speaking Italian like a crazy person. You know? <laughs> That was wild. That I, you know, on your knees over that thing. We we sort of joked that like maybe like maybe Father Fox just found that guy and like paid him, like kind of like try to put the fear of God in us because it was that it was that dramatic. I'm not kidding. It was it was quite you know quite a moving thing to see this person, this grown man crying like that, and then <laughs> march on his knees across the across the marble floor of the courtyard. Oh. So, I guess that wasn't really as scandalous as I thought. I, uh, I'm not dying for my mom to hear it, but uh, I, I mean, what was the scandalous part that you were that you were so young and you were going out carousing? Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah, you I, mean, like I, th I think at this point, your mom might be aware that you were a bit of a rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily something that you want to bring up at the holidays, but I don't, I don't think she would be too upset. Well, thank, you, she, for, thank you for exonerating me. I appreciate it. Is she listening to this? I don't think so. And I, I'd just soon keep it that way to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So relationship. Porter. Yeah. Where where have your travels taken you? Um, I have been to a few places. Um, Give us a rundown. Yeah. So after I um, graduated college, I actually wanted to do a full year around the world trip. Um, and then purchased the ticket, which was quite expensive. And then when I started preparing for the actual trip, I realized, holy crap this is a lot of money. Um, and so I traded in my like four and a half thousand dollar around the world ticket for a six month Southeast Asian extravaganza. Um, 
which was mostly in uh, yeah Southeast Asia, and two months of the six were in Nepal, uh, hiking through the mountains and stuff, which is very lovely. Highly recommend that. Um, yeah, that's, that's super cool. That sounds cool to me. A lot of time in Thailand, kind of all over. Cambodia, Laos, lots of lots of fun stuff. Got into, you know, uh, got into yeah, got into a little bit of trouble myself uh, once or twice, you know. But that um, was just that was right after college. Yeah, I would. I guess that was yeah. I was probably twenty twenty three ish, twenty three twenty four. Over the course of a summer. Um, it was, I left mid-September and came back mid-March. So I guess it was like, that's, yeah. Yeah, it was, was, yeah, it was a full six months. Um, and then I hit Europe for a couple of weeks. And then I also hit South America and did like the Inca Trail in Peru. Because my brother married a Peruvian lady. Okay. so we went down there for the, the nuptials. And what was the best part of all that? I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's going to cause some strife, but just like being out of the country, you know, like being <laughs> being away, you know. Uh, the best part of that was the non-USA part. Yeah, you. Uh, they always say you get the culture shock not going to the other place. It's always coming back. Um, and I would say that that's very true because uh, you're like, I don't know. You see all these people, they have very little, um, some even closer to nothing than very little, uh, but they're all, they all seem really happy. And then, like, you come back and people are like, oh, Tom Cruise did this and uh, so-and-so did that. And you're just like, wow. My Wi-Fi is not strong enough. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) You see real life. When you travel, you see real life. Yeah. Yeah. Not this, I don't know, whatever we have going on here these days. You also made some friends you won't forget, right? Definitely. Definitely. Several. I'm still in touch with. Um. I had a bit of an accident when I was in Thailand and a lady helped me out a lot over there and kind of took care of me. Like, 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 uh, like what kind of an accident, a car accident or like you, you went <laughs> potty in your pants or like, um, a, come on. Yeah. More, more in the car accident area. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, uh, found myself in the hospital not knowing how I got there. Um, <laughs> Just okay. like our other guest, Lauren Marks, did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this lady was the owner of the guest house where I was staying. Um, and she, like, kind of definitely looked out for me and forever grateful to her. And I will, I will do whatever I can for her for, for the rest of my life, for sure. Did she spot you right away as somebody who needed looking after? Uh, no, I don't think so. She, uh, I I may have wrote some people the wrong way at some point when I first got there. Because <laughs> it was it was my first it was my first stop when I got there, so I was very excited and uh very uh gregarious, I would say. 
you rubbed some people the wrong way. Well, I, was, I think I was overly friendly um, or just overly talkative, probably more. And well, trust me, buddy, I know about that. I'm, I'm the lead singer and Matthew been talking in the Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> so then I went away to, so that was in Bangkok and I went away to Nepal for a couple of months. And when I came back is when I, uh, I was pretty bummed out about uh, leaving Nepal. And uh, I think I had too much to drink and I fell off of a balcony. So, how high was this balcony? Uh, I believe it was the third story. Wow. Yeah. So I did like a, an obstacle course on the way down. <laughs> which, uh, like the tough later, Like the things I fit through when I was coming down were just didn't seem humanly possible for someone my size. <laughs> so it must have been really funny if I, you know, if I had had it on tape, I'd, I'd be a millionaire, I think, but. Um, you know, and everyone in Thailand goes by a name that's not their actual name. Everybody has a nickname. And that was, that was the day I got my Thai nickname. Which was? Which when translated means Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody see you fly? No, no. And so you kind of ping-ponged, or I imagine it like that, that game on Price is Right, Plinko, where you? Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be a very good uh, comparison. Kind of bounce between some awnings, but then isn't there a dazzling detail about where you landed? Yeah, I landed in the uh, on the front step at reception, which was just <laughs> uh, yeah. And somebody lean over and say, "Can I help you, sir?" <laughs> Actually, um, the next time I was in Asia. Uh, I met someone who was staying at the guest house the same night and he said he thought someone threw a TV out of the window. So <laughs> now, was, there, was there an awning or something that broke the fall? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was metal. It was metal. And I think it had some like screws sticking out because I had some very bizarre. It tore you up a little bit. Yeah. Some pretty bizarre scratches on my, on my leg. Have you ever read this Paul Oster novel about falling? Mm, no. I can't, remember, I can't remember which one it is. But the, but there's this whole theme about somebody having fallen out a window at one point and how that sort of def- it was sort of defining for them. I'll, I'll look it up. We'll we'll, oh. we'll fill we'll fill you in on the next episode. Oh yeah. That, yeah. It, that seems like a moment that can change your life, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Porter, just so you know, you're far more precious to me than any TV. Ah, uh-huh. thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, when you when you wake up in a hospital and you're uh, handcuffed to the bed, um, and you have no idea what is going on, it, it can be a little a little bizarre. Now, why were you handcuffed to the bed? Because they had, I think, given me a shot of adrenaline at some point <laughs> for his own safety. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's a real, a wow. real dramatic, a real dramatic episode. But uh, you know, but no, no real lasting physical effects. Well, you went back that and we got of, that we know of. You went back and you met your friend who ran the hotel, right? And you got the surgery. Yeah, well, she was the one who, like, you know, came and translated while I was in the hospital and everything. Um, 
I had a broken collarbone, so they put a pin in there for that. And then I went back the following year to have the pin removed. <laughs> and that's when I met that dude um, who said he, it sounded like a TV. Um, like he, what he was saying is like the human body crashing through a metal awning and then hitting the pavement sounded a yeah. bit like a TV. He was on, he was was on the lower level. I'm thinking it was that awning. Yeah, it must have been. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I really, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember it. I wonder if there was a contentious cricket match on at the time where he, th he immediately thought, oh, somebody must have thrown their TV out. Cause well, they were like, yeah, that's a wicked Google. The Delhi dugouts were beating the Bengali boogaloos or something. That's I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know any cricket. Perfect. That's fairly accurate. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So so that could explain a lot of the like prickly personality, yeah, need, I mean, need to touch and yeah. rub. Well, you asked me if uh if I read that book earlier and I would just I can say clearly no because I I can no longer read. I lost my sense of reading. <laughs> yeah. In the accident. <laughs> Very tragic. Is this a sniglet? What's that thing where you fall off a balcony in Thailand and you lose your sense of reading? What's that called? Yeah. It's, it's, mean, a, it's a phrasia. It's a real documented. It is a portmanteau uh, of Frasier and aphasia. Mm. Wait. I'll work on it and get back to you. What is it? The uh, the sniglet, the, the sniglet. Well, uh, if you would listen to episode 26, like you were supposed to before you start as a guest on episode 27, you know that we're doing sniglets and snurks now. I've already I've better to come in cold. about the required reading and why it might not have happened. So, <laughs> thanks for bringing it up again, snurks. You uh, you can be a guest on our show, but you have to listen to the previous one. It says right there in your contract. Mom, it's it's Liggett. Did you get that contract? No, no, I haven't signed anything, uh, and I have a good lawyer. <laughs> Did I, I mentioned we're recording, right? We are recording this for posterity. Yeah. I'm Are we sure about that? Me. Because it's not it's not always the case. I'm not. No, it's not 100. percent I see a red light. <laughs> I see a red light too. I think we're all right. Red light. We'll see. So, where you been, Matthew? Uh, I've been some places. Uh, I was um, hit by a drunk driver when I was nineteen, and I wasn't super hurt, but I was totaled. My car was totaled, and I did have some like slight neck issues, and I got a little like settlement. I ended up getting like ten thousand dollars in cash. And I ended up going to Europe four times on that money over the course of like four years. So like, Oh wow. In, yeah. in 95. So I, I had mentioned Pearl street co-op and I had met some English people and, uh, and some Russian people there. And, um, I went, I went to England in the summer of 96 and did like a little backpacking, like France, Spain, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Belgium, sort of thing. And then the, the following summer, I went to Russia um, for seven weeks. And I was visiting my friend, uh, Elena, 
Katya and um, Yulia. And I was staying with Elena's family in the uh, right off the Universidad stop in sort of South Moscow. And her, she had an aunt and uncle who had a, an apartment in St. Petersburg. And we went there for a couple of weeks. And, Ooh, and but the story I want to tell you for, about is um, they wanted to take me to the beach in the south of Russia. They wanted to take, my friends wanted to take me to the Crimea, which ha, was at that time like the place to go for Russians with money. Like this is after the... Not so much under dispute. It, it wasn't as disputed at the time, no. Um, they, they wanted to take me there, but my, you know, th this was at a time when Russia had just opened up a few years before and like I was a Cold War kid. And the fact that I was getting to go to Russia and just be with Russians was like blowing my whole mind. So that was fantastic. But anyway, they, they wanted to take me to Crimea, but my visa wouldn't allow me to leave Russia. The Crimea, the Crimea is in the Ukraine. It wouldn't allow me to... They wanted to take the train, and I couldn't. Well, I couldn't. The Ukraine. I couldn't go into the Ukraine and then come back into Russia on my visa, basically. So they were like, "Well, let's go to Sochi," which, as you know, was the site of the Winter Olympics uh, a couple years ago. It's a it's a city also on the on the um, Black Sea coast, and. So we decided to go to Sochi, but the train went, if you took the train, you went into the Ukraine and then out of it again. So I couldn't take the train. Um, I ended up having to stay behind. I was, so I was with, I was with uh, Elena and Katya and then their friend Masha and then their friend Artom. There's those, those three girls, the two guys, and they all went ahead of me on the train. Uh, and I had to wait behind with Lena's parents um, uh, <laughs> for a couple of days and then take this really dodgy flight down to Sochi. Matthew, you've always been great with parents. So, I mean, I was good with parents, but like I didn't speak any Russian and they spoke very little English. And Lena was like my lifeline in terms of translation there. And this, she left. And so there was like a couple of days and was like hanging out with her parents. That was weird. Anyway, I get on the flight and I go down there and it was like dodgy plane, dodgy airport. And then that time, at that time, Sochi, it had, you could tell it had had a heyday with, in Soviet times, it was a real place to go for vacation. Yeah. And, uh, but these weren't Soviet times anymore and it had fallen on a favor and the Crimea is nicer. And so like, it was kind of in a state of disrepair and, you know, it was, it was pretty dodgy and there were a lot of poor people that lived there and my friends had gone ahead of me and they, they had secured accommodations with this family uh, of like, it's very near Georgia and they were like of Georgian ethnicity and it was just a, a mom and a dad and they were quite a bit older and their daughter, their daughter was probably in her twenties, late twenties and like, you know, we're, we're all in our sort of early twenties and, um, the, they, they had a very meager home and so like it was like on a hillside and no running water you had to go down to a hole to potty anyway so we're spending time in Sochi and I, as soon as I got there I had this feeling like 
this, this, there's something dark here. The place just seemed like strange and foreign and dark to me. And I had this like foreboding feeling the whole time. I told my friends, I was like, I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this place. And they're like, well, no, Matty, please. You're having fun. It's Sochi. We're having a good time. We're going to go to some shit park. There's this national park there that's called some shit, which, you know, if you know English is hilarious, right? Some shit national park. And uh, no, Matt, we go to beach and uh, we, you know, we go to some shit and it's going to be great. We go to have a great time. And I was like, okay, you know, all right. And listen, it was, it was love. Our accommodations were like, you know, we're in like these ramshackle favela up on the side of the house. And like the family is in just this one room over here. And we had like maybe two rooms and these dodgy little beds. And they're like, oh, Matt, we, but please, and, you know, it's not great, but we, it's cheap. You know, we pay like $2 a night for it. And, and so I'm like, okay, yeah. And listen, it was nice. And so the, the basic thing that we did is we would go to the market in the morning and get a bunch of fresh fruits and, and white wine, like locally produced white wine, and just go to the beach, right? And the beach was strange. It was like just rocks. You know, it was, it was all like pebbles about this big. There was no actual sand at the beach at the Black Sea. And we did that, you know, it was probably like our third day there, right? And the, the, next, the next day we were going to some shit. It was exciting. And, but I, man, I had, I had, I had burnt, I, had, I was so sunburnt because I had just been in Russia all summer. And I, the, I'd gone to the beach. I'd burned the tops of my feet so bad. Anyway, that, that's all beside me. I was so, so sensitive on the booze cruise about the, uh, yeah. About the sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's serious. Yeah, uh, PTSD. Anyway. PTSD. Uh, this is, I believe it was our third day there. And we had been at the beach for most of the day. And we're like walking back through the town to get to our, <laughs> our hillside ramshackle accommodations. And we're drunk, okay? Well, there's no other way to put it. We, they, we, they, uh, our Chom and Masha would just get these like two liter bottles of white wine and we just had them on the beach all day. And so we're walking back and the girls had gone another, like they had taken a different turn to get back to where we were staying. And our Chom and I took this, this other path and we're walking along talking and we walk by this fence and this dog is right on the fence. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so we kind of walk into the middle of the street away from the fence and we we're taking a few more steps and just chatting. And all of a sudden this German shepherd is on me and she took me down from behind. Like what, like one claw just took the back of my left quad and just knocked me down. Just, she cut into my jeans and cut right into my skin, and I fell back, and I, I, I fell on the concrete, and then I got up, and I was panicking, and she bit my thumb, right? This dog bit my thumb, and Artyom, Toma, he, he did what you're supposed to do. Like, I'm not a dog person, and so I, I, I like, I, she hit me from behind, which was like a surprise attack, and I fall, and, he, and I hit my head, and I get up, and I'm like, oh, 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 you know? and, and she bit my thumb, and Toma, he did, he did what you're supposed to do. She, no, he just stood. He just stood perfectly still, and he didn't move. And this dog was a, like a guard dog, and, but she quickly figured out that I wasn't really a threat, and so that was it, but then, this like crew came out of this compound, right? These guys and these like underage girls that like were in like, you know, slinky uh, suits and, and they were sort of like the local 
mob guys, right? We had stumbled into like the local mob compound <laughs> and attacked. I had gotten at some American, some drunk young American had gotten attacked by their German shepherd. <laughs> and Otoma is like yelling at him in Russian, you know, and I don't know what's going on. And then they, they bring out this um, first aid kit and they like put some monkey's blood on my on my thumb, and the girls are starting to talk to me. Oh, you American? Oh, yeah. And and Toma is like, "Look, we need to get out of here." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yeah, okay." And so we leave. We get we get out of there. And but here I am. I'm like, I'm in Russia. I've been attacked by a dog. We don't know about the dogs, you know, if the dogs had its shots. And rabies status. Yeah. Rabies concern. And I remember the, the family that we were saying that, like, they were concerned. And the, the next day, the old, the geezer went and talked to them. And um, he. The climate they, is very cold in Russia. Rabies doesn't exist. So you didn't have to worry about it. Not at Sochi. It's it's not that cold there in the summer. Anyway. Yeah, I, I totally got it. I got attacked. And then, and then my feet were so sunburned. I. I didn't get to go to some shit national park. Like they ended up, they ended up having to go without me. I was staying. Oh, talk to some shit, and we don't get any. I stayed at the ramsackle accommodations, like because I was wounded <laughs> on my thumb and the back of my quad and my feet. Um, so I don't know. That's the weirdest thing that that's that's probably happened to me traveling. I like it that Andrew and I both chose uh, injury tales. Well, every, almost every great travel story is an injury tale. I mean, I, uh, it reminds me of the time that Matt and Harper Honan got dengue fever. Both, uh, both Andrew and I exited windows. We both defenestrated. Uh, no, I, I was off of a balcony. Oh, sorry, balcony. But yeah. still, let's. They don't have, uh, they don't have your normal uh, standardized balcony, balcony heights, you know. That's another win for regulation. Um, they do some really, they do some really good stuff when the government regulates stuff like <laughs> balcony height. You know, the railing of height on the balconies. That's a good idea. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would prefer the government regulated stuff like that. Yeah, it makes sense. Some, I'm, some of them make sense, don't they? I'm pro, pro regulation. Do you, do you mean the balcony you fell off was quite a bit higher? No, the railing was like knee level. Porter's pointing yeah, out that it's right. not his fault; it's the Thai government's no, fault. I was I was also extremely intoxicated, so that would that helps. Well, wasn't that the also the I, the common thread here? Well, also, I mean, Porter's in all seriousness. That's probably that probably helped you too, though, because you were yeah. loose oh, falling, yeah. falling down. I've had. I've had many falls, drunken falls that should have should have ended in severe injury. They didn't. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's the way to do it. If you're gonna fall, fall drunk. That's that's like my catchphrase, pretty much. I feel like there might be falls in our immediate future. Once I was traveling to Denton, Texas. Oh, this this sounds exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled from Lubbock to Denton, Texas. For what's what they call there, it's called a keg party. Oh, in uh, in the courtyard of uh, Christy Adamic, uh, sorry, Christy Norris's uh, apartment complex there in Denton, oh, and we drank, uh huh, 
drank a bunch of keg beer. It was Matthew Rampey, Tara Anders. Uh, Wait, that, I, I wasn't there. Maybe Jay Cryer. Oh, sorry, Matthew Roy. Yeah. Jay Cryer. I've never been to Denton. That's too exotic and for me. There was this... Too many uh, shots. you got to get too many shots to go to Denton. There was this little, like, there was a tree, and there was an old rope swing had, like, broken, so there was just a little rope hanging down. And I started amusing myself while slightly intoxicated by climbing up the tree and I would grab onto the rope and swing out of the tree like Tarzan into the middle of the courtyard. And so long about two o'clock in the morning, I decided to show somebody this trick that I do. And at that point, the rope had finally had enough and it broke. <laughs> and I just had enough. fell about 12 feet flat on my back into the middle of the courtyard. And I was unresponsive for long enough that they called the uh, called the <laughs> ambulance. So they showed up and I like sort of, like right around the time the ambulance got there, I was, I was kind of coming to again and they like put me in a chair. And then the ambulance guy was like, you know, who's the president, you know, what year is it? And I had a Hawaiian shirt on and I was like, do you like my shirts? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy from the yard ER was like, this guy, he's not hurt, he's drunk. <laughs> and they all, they left. <laughs> they were like, you're lucky we're not charging you for this. <laughs> and then I, I just like, I remember the next morning, like we woke up in Christy's apartment and I, I went to take a leak and I came back and Matthew was awake and I was like, man, I did something to my hip or to my ass last night. And he just looked at me and was like, oh my God, you don't remember. <laughs> He was pissed. He was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. I had no recollection. Until later, you know, sometimes those funny things kind of come back to you. Anyway, that was far off travels to Denton, Texas. I've also never been to Denton. Yeah. Save yourself. Stay away. Actually, Christy Norris, I think, lives here now. Does she? I was just about to ask you, just, was Christy Norris Tara's friend? Yeah, I bumped into her at the uh, I bumped into her at the Freakwater show down at a uh, at the Lone Lone Star or something or Sidewinder I think. Hmm. In the before time. Yeah, she was good friends with Badgewell. Oh yeah, well I was I lived in San Francisco when Ashley right. was out there and and Christy Norris too, and then Tara came to visit and we had a big. I had a big, I had a night where I took those two out and we had a large gonna, We should try to get Christian. She's got a crazy story about like going back to like Ryan Adams recording studio and like Oh, oh yeah, that's the, that's the night. Yeah. Yes. You know that story? I mean, that I think that was the <laughs> night all right, guys, I've got to – really quick now, uh, because we got to get back to this game uh, that the Astros are going to lose. I've accepted What's the, the score. I've got a quiz for you guys. It's, What's and the it's, score? It's 3-0. We're pulling, we're pulling our Keedy. Rays, uh, Rays have two base runners at the bottom of the sixth. We're pulling our key. I don't even want to. I don't want. Look, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, day ain't over yet. Let's just finish the count. I want to so give you a quiz. Yeah. It's not very long, and I'm really excited about it because it requires the two of you to team up. 
We're on a team now, Porter. This is what we call team building. Trust fall. <laughs> oh, I dropped um, it. <laughs> no, this this quiz, it's a geography quiz and it's called it's called Beat the Bartender. And so what I've done is I gave this quiz to Chuck earlier, our bartender our, our favorite bartender at the front page. And you guys are going to have to beat his time in the time it took him to, to do this. So it begins. Are you guys ready? Let's um, do wait, what's the format of the quiz? Is I'm it, going to tell you something, and then I'm going to start the clock, and you guys are going to have to go through it. So, Is, is it multiple choice? or no. Don't worry about it. Just, be, just get ready. Oh, I'm not, but go ahead. All right. I'm going to start the clock, and I want you guys to... I am unready. You guys are going to alphabetically list, go, go through the alphabet, and name countries. So first, you're going to have to name a country that starts with A, then B, then C. And D. All right. Oh, like back just in one the country, world? not all of them, just any country. But we're working together. You're working together. All right. You ready? Three, two, one, go. Azerbaijan. All right. Good. Bahamas. Uh, Bahamas is good. Yeah. Bahamas. Denmark. Right. Oh, what was the C? I didn't hear C. He oh, said Cambodia. Cambodia. Okay. Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, I got it. Ecuador. Ecuador is good. Finland. Finland is good. Ghana. Ghana is good. Uh, uh, H. Honduras. Honduras. Israel. Israel is good. Japan. Japan, excellent. Uh, it's a hard one. Uh, it's Kenya. Kiwi Kenya, well done. Kenya, yeah. Uh, Laos. I keep having to start at the beginning of the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Laos. Laos, all right. I'll take it. Uh, Mongolia, Nepal. Mongolia. Nepal, correct, yeah. Um, uh, Oman. There's Oman, only yeah. one O, and it's Oman, yeah. Papua New Guinea. Portugal. Wow, well done. I like Papua New Guinea. That's a good one, Matthew. There's only one Q. Qatar. Yeah. Rwanda. Rwanda's good. Russia's the more obvious one, though. <laughs> Sweden. Sweden's good. Tunisia. Tunisia is Uzbekistan. excellent. Uzbekistan will work. Venezuela. Venezuela. And then? Nah, I'm kidding, guys. There's no W or X. Go to Y. Wales? Wales is not a country? No, actually. Yemen. Yemen is correct. Zimbabwe. Woo! Well done. Did we beat All the right. bartender? You guys I'm are current you guys actually you guys are currently tied with Chuck. Porter, excellent job. Thank you. So I love geography. Here we go. <laughs> Touch me. National capitals by population. I want you guys to give me, let's say, let's say five of the top ten most populous capitals in the world. Tokyo, Mexico City. Beijing. Three. 
Moscow. Four. Uh, Delhi or or Mumbai. I need a little more from you. New Delhi. New Delhi. Well done. Wow, you guys rock. I'm, I'm old school, so I just keep calling it deli, you know what I mean? <laughs> so also accepted would have been Kinshasa from the Republic of Congo is actually the fourth most populous at uh, 12 million. Beijing blows everybody away at 21 million. What is Bangkok? Uh, Bangkok is 14 with 8 million. Wait, this is still part of the quiz that you gave to the bartender? Yeah. That one took him about a minute, and you guys kind of rocked him on that one. All right. I didn't know there was a multi. It was a multiple part thing here. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Uh, this next one is length of land borders. So, so uh, ocean border doesn't count. Ocean. Uh, and I'm gonna look for the top. I'm gonna look for. Five of the top ten. Longest land borders. USA, Canada. USA is correct. Canada, I believe, is just out at number 11. China. China is number one. Russia. Russia is number two. There's another big one you're missing. India. India is number four. You got number three? Mexico? No, Mexico is actually pretty far down because it's uh, mostly... Is it like Brazil? Oh. Brazil. There you go. All right. Ukraine? You guys, you guys rock Chuck on that one too. We, we, we do seem like geography champs over Schneer. All right, gentlemen. Well done. You beat the bartender. Cheers to that. Order. Finally, we I got mean, together on something. I want to. I want to also say that the A that I was thinking of when we were both was we both were going to say Azerbaijan. I just want <laughs> you to know that. Have you listened to you, our? You said it first. You said it first. It's funny, guys. I actually. Uh, Have you heard actually, the episode? We've we've I, talk, we've talked about this. He hasn't listened to any. We've talked about this in a previous podcast. Hey, don't, Azerbaijan. Don't, yeah. Oh. Matthew, don't don't cast shame our guest. Beautiful, it's a beautiful flag. That's that's what uh, got me to geography was the flags. Actually. The funny thing was, I actually conceived of this when I, I was thinking about this last night, and when I was in bed. So uh, I didn't so even you know, know it'd be real. I wasn't even looking at my phone, and I just tried. To, I tried to do the alphabet thing in my head without you know without the internet in front of me, and. Uh, K gave me a big problem. I was yeah. able to do just about everything else in my head. Uh, but K, for some reason, is the one that hung me up. Did you invent those questions? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of thought of them, you know, I was thinking about world travels, and then I, you know, I, then I pulled up the lists on Wikipedia. Quizmaster General over here. Why, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure. I want to I want to throw out a I thought you were saying singular borders as in like the USA and Canada border mm. is 
the yeah. long one of the longer land borders. I'm sorry, sorry that was a really, specific borders. So that was a really confusing question. I next thought that time, was, yeah. Next time you should word that. Yeah, yeah, you should word that better. <laughs> Rampier already have a leg up when he does this quiz next time with whoever. <laughs> yeah. okay. USA Canada borders a long one. Rampy. Okay. Thank you. We should have we should have Shawnee Balls on for a sports episode, and I'll give him a I'll give him some crazy sports almanac quizzes. Oh yeah, who? He'd love that. Shawnee Balls. He can read from his new novel too. Uh, he's one of our fellow bartenders back at the Four Face Liar. Ah. Uh. Okay, guys. Thanks, uh, Porter. Thanks so much for joining us. One Magical Nation. We love each and every one of you. Please review us on uh, on Apple podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts uh thanks so much to andrew michael porter thanks as we like to, as we like to call him these days it was good and, to see you man and congratulations to matthew and porter on their newfound friendship it's really exciting <laughs> dude friends from the beginning what relationships blossom right before our very eyes were you listening to it were you listening to it earlier love you guys that uh that was that can't was wonderful. To, can't wait to touch you uh that's the sooner the better as far as touching goes i'm not even not even kidding around about that look man i'll, I'll bring an n95 and i'll come up to the bar i'll give you a hug fuck it Let's and i it. think it uh it makes sense for uh for us to go out with our reporter's uh, roommate uh milton it'll do a milton song give a shout out to him let's do it we love you. What's your favorite Milton song, Porter? Button number two, baby. <laughs> I don't know that song. You used to have a place uptown, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Her place uptown. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd buzz number two. Nice. Well done. Uh, her place uptown by Milton. She used love to have all. a place uptown Where we used to hang around Sun went down at bus number two. I used to take the bus each day. It dropped me a couple blocks away. She always used to let me stay when the night was through.
just by so fast Turn around and ten years past I see some good old days I lost track of her somehow Don't even know where she lives now She used to have a place uptown 